Welcome to Spooky Pasta Sauce, the pop culture and gaming podcast where I, Cleo, serve you a heaping helping of spooky stories for you to devour alongside my lovely co-host, Momo. That's me. Together, we'll uncover all kinds of spooks from mild to spicy. Tonight, we're chatting about every gamer's favorite franchise, every 90s kid's favorite Saturday morning cartoon, and a lot of people's intro to anime. Have you guessed it yet? That's right. Ghouls and Goblins. Tonight, we're talking Pokemon. Whether you love it, hate it, or love to hate it, we gotta catch them all. (laughs) But... This is spooky pasta sauce, after all. So tonight, I'll be telling Momo about some spooks and legends from the dark side of Pokemon. I'm your host, Cleo, true believer and Halloween queen. And I'm your host, Momo, the spooky curious one. So let's dig in. I thought we would start with a couple um, legends about the franchise as a whole before we get like too meta about this. (laughs) Yeah. So some legends from Pokemon as a game, as a company, like that sort of thing. Mysteries around our favorite, our favorite branch of Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So, Momo, do you have any idea how Pokemon got its name? I, I've heard it was Pocket Monsters, loosely, but right, that's, so, that's about as much as I know. Okay, yeah, so that definitely gets thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. and I will tell you why. So, the name was originally going to be, and this will really get you, Momo, Okay, Capsule Monsters, Cap- like- because... Yeah, go like ahead. The, like the Goshapon. <laughs> yeah, machines. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah, the little capsules that you get out of it. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, since it's a creature capture game, yeah. they kind of wanted to lean into that vibe and they were gonna call it capsule monsters. But they were kind of worried because the Gachapon machines that isn't it, aren't they all Bondi? I, I think so. I think you're right. I think so, too. Like, do I have so, something on my desk? <laughs> there's definitely some heavy trademarks involved. Mm-hmm. So they, those were already, like, massively popular. Yeah. So Pokemon oh, yeah. didn't want to, didn't want to, like, tread into potential lawsuit territory yeah. just yet. Reasonable. Um, so the name was then changed to Pocket Monsters. Mm-hmm. And it might have only been in Japan. Like, oh. They, because it did release in Japan before it was released in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how all the game releases went too. like they would be released in Japan before they got like a United States port. So uh, Pokemon is just a short, shortened mashup of pocket monsters, which makes sense. Why did I never make that connection? Like pocket, pokey, monsters, mon. Yeah, because, well, I remember, honestly, <laughs> like, especially when I first started my gaming journey on Instagram, mm-hmm. all the hashtags 
like similar to Pokemon are all like pocket monsters. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, is, is, is that just what people are saying? Or yeah. like, is that a thing? And it's a real thing. That was that was the original public name wow. in Japan. Interesting. Okay. So, since it does get its roots in Japan, we have another another issue going on with one of the releases over there, and it was contained to Japan because it didn't like it was the one that was released before they got the U.S. port mm, for. Okay. English-speaking countries. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of, like, was the perfect settings for an urban legend to kind of form Mm -hmm. around the rumors that started spreading. Interesting, okay. So have you ever heard of Lavender Town Syndrome? Heard of Lavender Town, because that's, like, in Pokemon. Mm Mm-hmm, and it's kind of like the creepy place. Yeah, with all the ghosties, right? With all the ghosts, yeah, mm-hmm. and it has the the Pokemon uh, cemetery. Yes, yeah. So, in Japan, after the release of Pokemon Red and Green, the very first, mm-hmm. a bunch of children started getting super sick and really nauseous. What? <laughs> they were getting so sick that a bunch of them even ended up in the hospital. Hospitalized? The game. Hospitalized. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And people thought that it was because of like weird, just like layers in the sound from the chiptune music that like Game Boy Mm -hmm. games used. Um, Because all the music and stuff, it's on the the cartridge. Yeah. But I thought that was so crazy because one of my like weird things is that if there's a song that uses chiptune music as like a sample i'm like wow instant banger yep <laughs> i love that i love hearing stuck old in your school head. video game noises in my music Forever. yep <laughs> yeah but so a bunch of people were getting super sick and <sighs> this kind of started spreading like wildfire because you know, p- parents started freaking out. Like, are are my kids gonna get sick if they play this game? Ooh. Like, what's gonna happen? Ooh, yeah. And so it was the perfect makings of an urban legend, but it turned out to be completely false. <laughs> and it was not the game that was making these children sick. Mm-hmm. And they even believe that a lot of the cases, especially the like huge spike in cases, may have been due to like a mass hysteria type of situation. Yeah. Interesting. Like if you've ever heard Mm -hmm. of the dancing sickness that like there was an old timey town in France that um, all of the villagers just like they started spontaneously dancing in the middle of the town and like as soon as you started dancing and joined in the group like you could not stop dancing and all of these people just danced until they were exhausted wow the origins of flash mob involuntarily pretty much pretty much (laughs) yep wow interesting or another reason to not want to be a part of a flash mob (laughs) you never know sorry i can't i'm busy (laughs) There you go. There's don't your reason. Get that, uh, don't want to get that mass hysteria yeah. dancing sickness. <laughs> there you go. Um, but this, of course, like, 
bred so far, and this was back in the 90s, so mm-hmm. there's even, you know, like, the beginnings of internet to kind of, like, spread this whole oh, yeah. thing, and then the intro of, you know, of, like, misinformation mm-hmm. and, like, what, how much of what you read online is true. Yep. Um, and some of the legends and rumors even went as far to suggest that these children weren't just getting sick from the game, but that they were actually dying of Lavender Town Syndrome. Oh my god. That's wild. Wild. Yeah. Wild. I probably would not let my children play a game if someone else had died. Yeah. Be good cause. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty spooky. Um, So, like we kind of hinted at earlier, um, Pokemon, as it grew into this massive franchise that it is today did come into some other potential lawsuit situations, mm-hmm. and some of them actually made it to the legal system. Oh. One of those being the the Kadabra lawsuit. Mm-hmm. The one with the spoons, right? Yeah, the guy with the spoons. Yeah. So, if you have noticed, this, okay, this might be a conspiracy theory for y'all. Ooh. Have you ever noticed on the shelves... There's never any Kadabra merchandise. There's plenty of Pikachu and Squirtle and Eevee, but where where is Kadabra? Kadabra was in the anime. Mm-hmm. I have very vivid memories. Oh, yeah. But where where is my merchandise? Where is my mm-hmm. Kadabra merchandise? Yeah, definitely as like an original Pokemon. <laughs> right? Well, I might have an answer for you. And it, it is a lawsuit. <laughs> The magician, Yuri Geller, sued Pokemon for using his likeness and basically just, like, stealing his his caricature of himself (laughs) to use for... (laughs) to use for the model of Kadabra. So, apparently... Even the um, the Japanese name for Kadabra is even like really close to Yuri Geller's name. Mm. Um, so it was like a name thing, like the name was really close. So it was kind of obvious. And then I think that um, he even used some of the spoons and things like because he was a magician. Yeah. He was a magician. Yeah. And that's the reason, like, Kadabra is psychic and can do, like, basically mm-hmm. magic tricks. Yeah. Pretty pretty standard human magic tricks. Yeah. Um, so, for a period of time, the company was not allowed to make any trading cards wow. or merchandise trading cards of even. Kadabra. Hmm. Not even trading cards. Yeah. No, you couldn't put them on a card because they were profiting off of his image. But... Because the franchise is so ginormous today and so loved mm-hmm. by so many people, Yuri Geller himself eventually apologized. And now Pokemon is allowed to start producing Kadabra goods again. Nice. Right? Have you keep an eye out on the trading card game? Right? See if you can get some polls. And I don't, yeah. I don't know how recently he apologized, but it was definitely like years mm-hmm. after the fact. I bet. <laughs> so, are we ready to get a little meta and jump into some some in-game lore? Ooh, in-game lore. You know I love the video game lore. Let's hear it. Okay. So, canonically, 
there are cases of Pokemon being hunted for food. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. People do eat some Pokemon, apparently. It has been referenced. Um, and I bet you'd never guess, but um, Farfetch'd are made into soup using the leek that they carry around. Oh my god, And I what? think that that just adds an extra layer of cruelty to it. What? <laughs> like, you're gonna, you're gonna take his favorite thing yeah. and then... <laughs> Use then it for your it... stew? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought that that was a bit far-fetched. over the top for It's me. a little bit far-fetched, yes. It's a little far-fetched, yeah. Oh no. So the, the other the other one that's specifically referenced within within the canon of Pokemon is that Sharpedo are hunted for their fins just like real sharks are. What? And that, oh. you know, of course it made me sad. Oh my god, of course. Sharks are sharks are your babies. Right? Oh and god. okay. I don't know if you really know, but if you want some real life spooky stuff, when they hunt sharks for their fins, they slice them off and then they don't even kill the shark and <gasps> they just push it back into the water and let him sink to the bottom of the ocean no. where he can't swim. And sharks have to keep swimming to be able to yeah. move the water across their gills and stuff. So either they literally just sink to the bottom and suffocate oh. or they sink to the bottom and somebody else comes up and eats oh, them. Oh, no. Yeah. So if you like needed that. some real life scares, <laughs> there you go. Visualizations. You know, I kind of heard people talking a bit about... LeChunk, he's like the new pig Pokemon, Ooh. and oh, in the right. game, you can, in the new game, the one that's coming out, Scarlet Violet, you can have picnics with your Pokemon, and one of the foods Cute. is ham sandwich. It's bacon? Oh, it's a ham sandwich. Oh, it's like that's a little bit more hello. like. <laughs> I was like, no, they're just making that up, and now I'm like, oh my god, LeChunk, it's Maybe nothing not. sacred. Maybe not. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's wild. So. Well, maybe maybe the reason that some people are down for hunting Pokemon is because not all of them have people's best interest in mind. Mm. There are a handful of different rumors about different types of Pokemon kidnapping children. Oh. Yeah. Spooky. So, super spooky, right? Mm-hmm. One of them who is rumored to have been known to kidnap children is Hypno, one mm-hmm. of the, isn't he one of the other evolutions of uh, Kadabra? Um, no, I think he, is he an evolution of Drowsy? A, but they're like in the oh, same yes, episode. Yes, yes. So yeah, mm-hmm. I always think mm-hmm. of them together. I, yes, I do too. That, that mm-hmm. 90s anime. Because he's the one with the, uh, <laughs> the little... The uh, the watch thing. Yeah, the watch. I was going to say glass. Like, if I, hypnotize yeah. you. Yes, yeah. Okay, yes. So maybe he's hypnotizing these children and then leading them off to God knows where. <gasps> oh my gosh. And that was already kind of like a rumor going around in the Pokemon fan base that mm-hmm. that might be canon. And oh. at one point, the Pokemon Center made a t-shirt and it had a hypno on it. But... It was like a very anthropomorphic hypno, and he was leading like three children 
some, by the hand somewhere, you know, like you would help an old lady cross the street, yeah. but it was a Pokemon trailing a bunch of children. Oh, that's, that's creepy. So, so then the fans were like, it's, it's for sure a thing. Yeah. Like he definitely <laughs> kidnaps children. Oh my gosh. And maybe Pokemon's in on the joke at this point, because there is that side quest in Arceus where Driftloon <laughs> has like, he's on the beach and you have to go, you have to go rescue this child from the Driftloon. And he, when you talk to the child in his dialogue, he straight up tells you this, this Driftaloon was my friend. Like we were hanging out, mm -hmm. but now he will not let me go home. Oh, Driftaloon. No, no. And as I was reading through some of the Pokedex entries, doing a little bit of research for tonight's episode, um, I came across just one line that was a little disturbing in a Pokedex entry that just said, Driftaloon, do not like heavy children. <laughs> What? So are they just like carrying them away, like picking them what? up and carrying them off? Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. In the Pokédeck, uh -huh. so it's canon. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, this one isn't quite so explicit as mm -hmm. the other ones. Okay. But you can hear talk told all over the world about how Gengar will pay a visit. To children who are naughty. Ooh. Even your home isn't safe. Gengar will lurk in whatever dark corner of a room it can find and wait for its chance to catch its prey. Oh, man. I could see that being like like a scary fable or something, you know, that like people would tell their kids it, in the pokey world. It sounds like Krampus to yes, me. Yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> sounds like Krampus. <laughs> And I also feel like that would be much more terrifying than Krampus. I yeah. don't know why. Mm -hmm. Gengar is huge. Gengar yeah. is big. Big boy. So, yeah. He he is a big boy mm -hmm. and he's a spooky boy. Mm -hmm. And he's our he's our first first Pokémon we're going to do a deep dive into Ooh, yes. because I love Gengar. some of his background is I I thought that I did mm -hmm. before I did this. And then at moments I was like, oh, maybe I like him a little bit more now. But then there were other moments where I was like, oh, gosh, Ooh. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Brace yourself. Okay. I'll just start off with some, you know, some, some nice little quotes from the Pokedex. Oh, it's Pokedex. Okay. The spooky deck. Yeah, that's yeah, the right. The spooky deck. The leer that floats in darkness belongs to a Gengar delighting in casting curses on people. Love it. So nobody is safe yeah. from Gengar, basically. <laughs> yeah. They're known as the shadow Pokemon, and they have the ability to hide perfectly in the shadow of any object. Oh, cool. So literally, like they were saying, even your home is not safe. Mm -hmm. Another entry even stated that they were able to merge with and inhabit the shadow of another being. What? Because they also like to play tricks on people mm -hmm. yeah. by becoming their shadow and then either 
just acting super erratic. <laughs> so you start going crazy because you're like, what? I'm not doing those things. Mm-hmm. Why is my shadow going so crazy? Yep. Or or maybe your shadow will just literally laugh at you in the dark. Oh, spooky. Super spooky. Mm-hmm. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill it is evidence of an approaching gengar there is no escaping it give up is what another game pokedex entry tells you so so yeah there's not a whole lot of optimism or hope apparently at all Mm -hmm. involving gengar in the pokemon universe gengar is just op Uh uh-huh So this sudden chill that you feel is because Gengar's body acts as a heat sink Hmm. and its presence cools the surrounding area by nearly 10 degrees. 10 degrees. Which I feel like Mm -hmm. is kind of a lot. Yeah. It's it's enough for you to, I feel like, instantly notice. Mm -hmm. And it also just made me think of like cold spots with ghosts. Mm, yeah. Got to check the temperature and all that stuff. Yep. So it's cold. It can hide anywhere. It's shadowy. It likes to play pranks and cast curses on people. And they even appear to attack people who get lost in the mountains. <laughs> Said to be the culprit behind shadows that laugh in the moonlight. <gasps> and that was an early entry mm-hmm. from Pokemon Stadium. Oh my god, Pokemon Stadium, yeah. But Pokemon took this to a much darker level. Like, they could have just been like, oh, it's kind of spooky and ah. (laughs) But then Fire Red comes out and they're like, Gengar is said to emerge from darkness to steal the lives of those who have become lost (laughs) in the mountains. Oh no, the chicks weren't enough. (laughs) So either... It seems like maybe some of these mountain attacks might have been by a Gengar or uh, nope, they're here to steal the lives of those who are lost. Yeah. Don't get lost or or there's going to be a Gengar coming to suck out your soul. Get got by Gengar. Oh, my God. To steal the life of its target, it slips into the prey's shadows and silently waits for an opportunity. <laughs> So it's also apparently a very good predator. Yeah. Very patient predator it apparently wishes for a traveling companion since it was once human itself it tries to create one by taking the lives of other humans gengar was human itself apparently what that's what they say that's what that's what pokemon lore says but after a couple more facts i'll Mm -hmm. give you the fans theory okay okay So, he can do all of these scary things, Mm -hmm. and Gengar can also possess people and other Pokemon. Whoa. Did they they do that in the episode with Sabrina? You know how they have the Gengar, Haunter, and Ghastly? Probably. (laughs) I I feel like it would have been a missed opportunity. A moment where one of them did that? I can't remember. Yeah. There, There is a scene... In the anime where um, Misty gets licked by a haunter, I think think it's a haunter. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you get licked by a haunter, supposedly you die. 
So there is a fan theory that Misty never recovered <laughs> and she actually actually died back in the 90s anime. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Uh-huh. So this Pokemon is very mischievous and at mm-hmm. times malicious. They enjoy playing pranks and casting curses and take delight in their victim's terror. Oh, a little bit of baddie. Yeah. Yeah. Big baddie. Um, And apparently um, Gengar, in the Japanese version, his name is similar to, I'm assuming, the Japanese word for doppelganger. Oh. So the fan theory Mm -hmm. is that Gengar is said to be Clefable's shadow. Very interesting, because they're very similar shape. They're very similar shape Mm -hmm. and design, and he is the shadow Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So that's like the running fan theory, but if you want to stick to the lore, it sounds a lot scarier. Okay. (laughs) And if you weren't terrified enough... um. What is it like the Gigantamax, mm-hmm. Gigamax? Gigamax, yeah. That version of Gengar. It's rumor, rumor has it that its gigantic mouth leads not into its body filled with cursed energy, but instead directly to the afterlife. If you stand in front of its mouth, you'll hear your loved one's voices calling out oh to you. Oh my god, that's so sad. I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then I was like, wow, that's so sad. That's so not cool. Yeah. It's so scary. <laughs> Could have stopped with the, the afterlife. <laughs> oh my uh-huh. gosh. That's uh-huh. wild. Oh, so much stuff I didn't know about Gengar. Same. I still, I still love Gengar, even though some of the stuff is like... Hmm. Little spooky purple baddie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, some less spooky, mm-hmm. but still kind of eerie Pokemon. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the fossil Pokemon. Ooh. So, Genesect is a bug and steel type mythical Pokemon Ooh. from Gen 5, okay. known as the Paleozoic Pokemon. Hmm. It has a cannon and other atta- enhancements that were made by Team Plasma. Whoa. And because of this, fun fact, it is the only Pokemon to have the bad guys referenced in its Pokedex entry. Oh, very interesting. Like, not even Mew, Mewtwo doesn't? Mm-mm. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Because, well, but if you think about it, there's other, um, well, I don't know. Yeah. That was just a lab experiment. It wasn't Team mm-hmm. Rocket, was it? Mm-hmm. So, right. no. Yeah, that's the only one that... I would think of, Yeah. Sp- Specifically calls out the baddies. Dang. Oof. It is also the only Pokemon that can learn Technoblast, which is a move that can change type with different drives that you use. So this is like uh this is like some Transformers, like half Pokemon, half robot oh. kind of stuff going on. Whoa. It's got a and that's what they mean by enhancements. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a 
they didn't like try and clone or mm-hmm. genetically modify it. Yeah. They were just like, we're gonna we're gonna stitch on this cannon, <laughs> yeah. and, and and it's got a motherboard in it, so you can just uh, swap out these different drives, mm-hmm. and then and then it'll do a different move for all of us, so we can be like the Power Rangers, and they'll <laughs> all do different things. Yeah, the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> It is feared as the strongest of hunters, and it was revived from a fossil. Mm-hmm. So, also Jurassic Park shit here. Yep. Team Plasma <laughs> dug up a fossil and said, let's bring this dino back to life, mm-hmm. but make it a robot. Yep. <laughs> Dang. In the anime... A huge horde of them went on a rampage in New York City because they were looking for their ancient habitat, which probably doesn't exist anymore because humans have taken over and they just don't know any better because Mm -hmm. somebody brought them back from the dead. Yep, unless it was Central Park. Not going to be there. Right? Is also the only bug type mythical Pokemon. Yeah, I I was thinking that when you had mentioned that. I was like, oh, interesting. Right? Because I think everybody focuses on the steel part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense, I guess. Oh, d- I ju- it just occurred to me, double Jurassic Park. It's a bug type, like taking the blood out of a mosquito to get the DNA mm-hmm. for the dinos. Oh, man. Okay, <laughs> okay. Big brain moment here. Yeah. Another fossilized friend is Kabuto, mm-hmm. who you also might remember fondly from the anime. Yep. Um, the one that resembles a horseshoe crab. Yep. Those are resurrected from a dome fossil. Oh, I but there was some super just like interesting. Mm-hmm. Th- okay, this one was one that didn't have like a ton of detail, okay. like a full story. It just had like bits and pieces in different Pokedex entries that I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> what? What kind of? What is this? Huh? What does it do? <laughs> um. So first off, it's got two sets of eyes, one mm. on the back. Oh. Which it uses when it's hiding on the ocean floor, okay. down on chilling on the bottom, mm-hmm. so it can like see stuff above it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, that's also where a bunch of them were found, like areas that used to be ocean, but they got all dried out mm. because of humans and global warming. Which mm-hmm. is global warming is canonically a part of the Pokemon universe, that makes which sense. I mm-hmm. think is pretty cool. You know, they mm-hmm. could choose to ignore it, but I, with such a, like, crazy reach and that large of an audience, like, mm-hmm. I'm glad they're doing stuff yeah. for for the good of the earth. But so they've got, uh, they've got that set of eyes on their back, which are black, mm-hmm. but then underneath its shell, it has, like, a creepy set of red glowing eyes. I remember that. I think that's on the pokey card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it like lifts up its little crab mm-hmm. legs at you yeah. and you can see the yeah. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Um, they were commonly believed to be extinct, but isolated populations of Kabuto have been living unchanged for three hundred million years. Dang. You just chilling. Right? Yeah. And that just makes me think of all the, like, the super old stuff at the bottom of the ocean. I was thinking the same, yeah. 
because we're twins. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like how like even sharks and stuff, like some sharks, they don't know like what their real lifespan is Mm -hmm. because they haven't been able to like test a bunch of them. And if they set a time span or lifespan or whatever, then like five years later, some researcher finds a shark that's like 20 years older than what (laughs) they thought the cap of the lifespan was Mm -hmm. supposed to be. So, yeah, yeah. that definitely, definitely made me think of some undersea spookies. Mm -hmm. But one of the entries said that though they, though some have speculated that they may still exist, none of these Pokemon have ever been seen alive. Hmm. And I thought that was really weird. Like, how would you have a Pokedex entry for it if nobody's ever seen one? Yeah. Also... They were in the anime. What do you mean nobody's <laughs> ever seen one? Yeah, she saw them. I've seen them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're out there. Yeah. Um, but then in Gen 3, it explains that this Pokemon has been regenerated from a fossil, but living examples are extremely rare. Okay, they corrected themselves. So- <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so this is more Frankenstein stuff. Mm -hmm. We're bringing fossils back to life and calling them Pokemon. And some of these still live in the wild, but it's super rare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're just over here in our science lab Mm -hmm. making monsters, making pocket (laughs) monsters. monsters. (laughs) But Sword and Shield says that Kabuto molts every three days. So they lose their shells every three days. And then their shells just get progressively harder and harder every time it happens. Three days? Yeah. What? And I, the reason I threw that in here mm-hmm. was because I read three every three days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, if nobody's ever seen one of these, how are they shedding yeah. every three days? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't there just be shells everywhere? That's what I was thinking, too. Like, where do they put the shells? Like... <laughs> Where do they go? What happens to yeah. them? Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, wow. I didn't realize how many of these are just people in the Pokemon universe um, messing around with other living creatures. <laughs> so this next one is not is another non-naturally occurring Pokemon. Okay. Voltorb. Oh, Voltorb, yeah. So the identity of this creature is unknown. Mm -hmm. And the Pokedex in the anime describes it as having an extreme personality. (laughs) Extreme. I could I could see that. I I would like people to think of me as having an extreme (laughs) personality. What does that mean? I feel like that's a really good compliment. Yeah. But also, they may explode without warning. Yeah, that's, that's the extreme part. So, so um, carry carry some burn cream or something if you've mm-hmm. got one in your party. Yep. Because they are easily mistaken for a Pokeball, they have zapped many people. Boy. They were discovered when modern Pokeballs were first introduced. Mm-hmm. One fan theory that Ooh. I kind of really love okay. is that... Voltorb is potentially a Pokeball okay. that is being possessed by a haunter. Oh, interesting. 
that because they have similar character design. Like their eyes. I was gonna say are the very eyes. Similar. The eyes. I would say that Haunter has an extreme personality. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we were just talking about how Gengar can possess everybody. Mm-hmm. So this does seem like it could be plausible. High enough level. I like this theory. Mm-hmm. I might have uncovered the canon theory. Oh. But but that's the fan theory okay. and I kind of wish that that was that was it. Mm-hmm. But some more detail to give you the canon theory on how Voltorb came to be. They were thought to have been created when a Pokeball was exposed to an energy pulse, hmm. just like a crazy like yeah scattered bolt of lightning basically mm-hmm. and a lot of this is because not only like where they first discovered when pokeballs were first introduced but their components do not occur naturally they're generally found in power plants and other areas with electric fields that's where they go to feed apparently mm-hmm. so they're living off of this electricity as well i guess so That's the theory, is that when people were trying to invent Pokeballs, they accidentally invented Voltorb. (laughs) I could, I could kind of see that. I wonder, I wonder if that theory goes with like... It was a factory accident. (laughs) So it goes with Arceus, right? Because like, it's in Arceus. It's in Arceus. Yeah. Also, they did, I did notice when I was looking through the notes, Mm -hmm. they make distinctions about the Hisuian form mm-hmm. of Voltorb versus like the typical modern mm-hmm. one. Like they have a different temperament mm. and all of these things. And Very I think there were more details. Maybe that's one we should do a deep dive into Ooh, yeah. in another episode. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Right? Okay, so more failed experiments, right? <laughs> we were ta- We already talked about Mew and Mewtwo mm-hmm. earlier, but here it is. We do have twin brains, so I threw some in here for mm-hmm. you. Ditto is possibly a failed clone of Mew. What? Right? Because it's just like a jiggly little blob. Mm-hmm. Looks like a lab experiment, kind of. Yeah. But other supporting details are that Mewtwo is a clone of Mew that was made in a lab. So there had to have been other mistakes. Ooh. Or are we assuming that they got it right on the first try? Mm-hmm. Like, was Mewtwo really, like, one and done? Mm-hmm. Or did they have, like, some other test experiments along the way? Yeah. Because I feel like the Pokemon government or whoever is at least controlling the corporate side of the yeah. Pokemon universe <laughs> is pretty good at sweeping stuff under the rug. Yeah, so I think so. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple mistakes uh-huh. along the way. Yep. But also it is noted that Mew has the DNA from all Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And Ditto has the ability to transform into any kind of Pokemon. Very Maybe true. because it has bits of DNA from all of them, and that's why it can do what it does. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And, and also, 
they are both found in the same two locations in the wild. Oh. And only those two locations. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Seen a lot of connections so it, here. A lot of connections. I might be convinced on that one. Mm-hmm. I could see that one. I mean, and they're both pink. You could have led with that. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and that just like cute little smile Mm -hmm. i feel like they have like i know because you're talking about like the personality of like voltorb and like the personality of gengar i feel like ditto and mew just thinking about like the anime and the movie yeah they're pretty similar personality too or temperament yeah and maybe that see that's what i was just thinking like Mm -hmm. maybe it's a temperament thing like like in dogs Mm -hmm. like the same breed of pokemon is like the same Breed of dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. I've got one more. Um, I wanted to say fossil one, mm-hmm. but it's not really fossil. But it does kind of tie back into what we were saying about the, the Kabutos okay. molting all of their shells all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, Shedinja. Mm-hmm. Combo of Shed and Ninja (laughs) Um, is a bug and ghost type Pokemon from Generation 3 known as the Shed Pokemon. Fun fact, no other Pokemon has the same type combo. There's no other spooky bugs. Yeah, I I didn't even, this is the first time I've heard of this Pokemon. and I couldn't think of another bug ghost type Pokemon. Right? So it's a special evolution of Ninkata mm-hmm. when Ninkata is evolving into Ninjask. If you have an empty slot in your party and an empty Pokeball, you could get a two for one deal Ooh. and end up with a Shedinja shed yeah. <laughs> as well. How interesting. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'd always have extra Pokeballs, but an empty slot in my party, that... Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I'm always... You'd have to know. always walking around fully strapped. Mm -hmm. So, the design is based on a Cicada's Shed exoskeleton. So, that's kind of your tie back to Kabuto. Mm -hmm. But here's where we get into the darker parts. Okay. Lay it on us. There is a hole on its back between its wings... That reveals its body is completely hollow and dark. Jeebies. It has no internal organs. It does not breathe. And it floats without moving its wings. So it's not even flying. It does float in. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a ghost. Yeah. But I guess that makes sense because it's the ghost bug type Mm -hmm. Pokemon. The only one. But here's some more canon lore for you. Okay. People in the Pokemon universe believe that looking into the hole in its back will steal your spirit. Yeah, that's one that's, of its. I could get behind that urban legend. Stealing Freaks your spirit? Yeah. yeah. If you if you look into I its completely hollow, dark body. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but you know what the big the big downer about that is? Mm-hmm. If you are using Shedinja in mm-hmm. your party. It has its back to you during battle. <laughs> so look. if you, you're the trainer, you either have to close your eyes or it's going to steal your spirit. <laughs> Jeez. So spooky. 
And one of its Pokedex entries literally just calls it a discarded bug shell that came to life. <laughs> so along with the ghost thing mm-hmm. and it potentially not being alive at all, mm-hmm. it has the lowest HP of any Pokemon okay. with only one. One? One. Just one. Does it have like a an OP attack? Like <laughs> what? I I would really really hope. So Oh my gosh. We sending it back to Professor Oak. I can't take this in my party. Sorry, prof. Well, and I think the one move that it has, oh, mm-hmm. I'm the worst. I did, I didn't write the name of the move. <laughs> but it's inspired by the ninjutsu technique. Mhm. Utsuseme. Okay. Where a ninja uses a dummy or replica to distract okay. and then evade and escape. Oh. So he he's your escape rope mm-hmm. in your party. He he does his thing or whatever yeah. and then and then you dip out. Yeah. Dip in. Interesting. <laughs> oh man, but in a Pokemon fight, like I feel like it'd probably just swap with another Pokemon in your party. I think that's I think that that's what it does. Mm-hmm. I would imagine I've I've never had one in my party because yeah. I'm never walking around with an <laughs> yeah. open slot. Yeah, never saw the so magic. So I don't <laughs> I don't have any real life experience mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> interesting though, that's interesting. I wonder if anybody ever has one in their party. Right, mm-hmm. I would be curious. Now mm-hmm. I kind of want one. Yeah, <laughs> going back to now Gen that 3. I know the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now we have another sinister boy for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a sinister lady. Oh, okay. But Pokemon don't have to have genders. Except that some of them are only one type of gender. Mm-hmm. And I never remember which ones it is. Yeah. <laughs> but this time, we're talking about Malamar. Ooh. The dark and psychic type Pokemon introduced in Gen 6. This Pokemon is infamous for its strong hypnotic powers, being the most powerful of all Pokemon when it comes to hypnosis. Ooh. So the OP, mm-hmm. if you're trying to hypnotize somebody. <laughs> they are known to frequently force others to do their bidding, mm. but in turn are also often utilized for carrying out other people's nefarious <gasps> oh, deeds. No. Yeah, a lot of power. And canonically, their powers are said to have played a role in several history-changing events. Okay. In the world of Pokemon. Interesting. So those are some big, bad hypnotic powers. Mm-hmm. And they will lure in their prey with the flashing pattern on their luminescent bodies and hypnotic motion. They move kind of like one of those uh, inflatable flailing arms. Why did I have that in my head? But like disco version. <laughs> I would be mesmerized. Yeah, because it lights up. It's luminescent. Yeah, yeah I would be so it's like a, in. It's like a glowing ocean creature mm-hmm. mixed with a with <laughs> inflatable <Yep>. flailing arm <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, they ensnare their prey in their tentacles. Oof. And finish them off with digestive juices. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that detail I liked the either. disco part. 
Not that right? part. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. Can we go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> so this one is another special evolution. Okay. And the way that you get it is by evolving Inke mm-hmm. with your console held upside down. Wait, what? Uh-huh. So while while your little squid Pokemon is evolving, uh-huh. you gotta flip it upside down and it might turn into a Malamar. Wow. How uh-huh. interesting. Okay. So I've never had one of these either. <laughs> yeah. Never thought to flip my console upside down while my Pokemon is evolving either. But I think it might have been in an earlier game, but it was definitely that way in Sword and Shield mm-hmm. with the Switch and how like the, you know, the Joy-Cons have motion sensors, yeah, like yeah. the Wii remotes. And it is even said that Malamar was potentially inspired by the vampire squid and oh. its ability to invert their tentacles and produce bioluminescent light. Wow, I have so to there, look that up. There is a real life disco squid, mm-hmm. and it's called the Vampire Squid. Yeah. and I think that is so cool. Yeah, same. I'm like, is that my new favorite ocean? New creature? favorite animal? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> their appearance and use of hypnosis to forcefully control others may be inspired by typical extraterrestrial mm. supervillains. Oh. Yeah. Especially ones common and oh, I'm not going to say that right. Tokusatsu shows. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I butchered it. You're I'm okay. like, I am Bailey Sarian. Yeah. I cannot pronounce words good. It's I'm all good. sorry, fam. <laughs> but those were um, like Japanese dramas where oh, okay. there was very frequently. Um, the supervillain was an extraterrestrial or an alien, and some of them might have looked more like a plant version of our inflatable flailing arm man <laughs> instead of mm-hmm. instead of little little gray men. Interesting. Just something fishy about them. Yeah. Something super fishy about them and maybe a little bit alien. Yeah. Okay. Now I I know this might have been a little tough for you. So I saved your favorite for last, oh. just for you. Oh, gosh. Now we get to talk about Mimikyu. My favorite. Everybody's favorite yeah. little spooky, mm-hmm. little spooky costume wearing mm-hmm. Pokemon. So what is hiding underneath that adorable costume? It is believed that seeing its true form can cause a mysterious illness. Or even a painful death. What? So cute, but don't peek. Mm-hmm. No peeking. That's what I'm learning. No peeking. <laughs> yeah. One Pokedex entry reads that a researcher who once saw what was underneath suspiciously died within days of his investigation. Oh, yikes. I, okay, this fact was very random amongst all of the Mimikyu facts and descriptions Mm -hmm. and things. And I just, I, I didn't really know what to do with this. So I needed you to help me unpack it. And that's why it's included. Okay. But a Apparently, Mimikyu's head is hollow and can be used to store things in. What? <laughs> I, I'm not okay. 
just like a skull? What are you? What? what are you putting in its head? How are you snacks? doing it if you can't see what's underneath his costume? Miki just throwing snacks in there. I can see that. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. But. I feel like Mimikyu gets kind of a bad rap mm-hmm. in the Pokemon universe. Like, his face is drawn on with crayons, and his costume is just described in all of the Pokedex entries as an old rag. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? He's just, he's just trying to be cute. Yeah, cute little baby. Why, why are you hating on him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, this one just really kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Mm-hmm. If large rips appear in the costume, shadowy vapors pour out from the mystery within. What? Ooh. If the rag is damaged or its neck is broken, which, okay, (laughs) is the costume's neck broken? Yeah. Does Mimikyu not, because nobody knows what the shape of Mimikyu is. So, like, does Mimikyu not have a neck and it's just the costume that's broken? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. But if the rag is damaged enough, like, if there's enough rips and tears in it... Or if the neck is broken, Mimikyu will spend all night patching it in front of the mirror as if its life depends on it. Oh, the poor baby. The poor baby. And repairing the rag correctly is often very difficult for Mimikyu. So it cries a lot in the inside. The inside of its rag is just full of tears. Yeah. Oh, just trying to look better. But then it seeks revenge on the one that damaged it, fearing that its true identity could have been exposed. Mm. Unforgiving, Mimikyu will take down the culprit to the point of costing its own life in the process. Serious. So it will, like, die for revenge. Mm-hmm. That's how serious this, this Mimikyu is taking this. Yeah, dang. And the costume looks like Pikachu because of how popular Pikachu-themed merch is, okay. even in the Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. And Mimikyu thought that by looking like Pikachu, that it might help it make friends with people. Aww. Aww. Right? It's yeah. just trying to make friends. <laughs> so cute. And another, another sweet happy note to wrap this up for you. Mimikyu is the only known Pokemon capable of using the z move let's snuggle forever Aww. or bip bop friend time in japanese <laughs> so cute it's so cute i love that that was a good wrap up for Mimi cute yes Aww. let's snuggle forever yeah happy halloween everybody happy thank halloween. you for joining us yes Thank you for joining us for our very first full-length episode of Spooky Pasta Sauce. We hope you'll come back for another serving of Hot Mild and Fire Spooks. Until next time, stay spooky, babes! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spooky Pasta Sauce. You can follow us over on Twitter at SpookyPastaPod. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash spooky pasta sauce.